Welcome to the Femtech Health Podcast. Today, we're joined by Sunid O'Donovan, the owner of SRC Health. She is here to talk about support, recovery, and comfort in compression garments. In this episode, we'll discuss the importance of comfortable compression garments, Sunid's journey in developing SRC, and the unique features of their products. We'll also touch on the breathability and sizing of the garments, as well as their benefits for pregnant women, postpartum recovery, and pelvic girdle pain. You'll gain insights into the science behind the fabric and paneling of the garments and how they provide support without deactivating muscles. Sinead will also share a heartwarming story of how their Restore Garment transformed the life of a woman with stress urinary incontinence. So, if you're interested in learning more about the innovative compression support systems offered by SRC Health and how they can improve the lives of women, stay tuned. All right, let's get started with today's show. I'm here today with Sinead O'Donovan. She is the owner as of SRC. SRC stands for Support, Recovery, and wait a minute, hold on, Comfort. Comfort. I love comfort. I'm so excited to talk about compression support systems that actually are comfortable. So thank you for being on the show with us today. And I just give you a tiny bit of my background, why I'm talking about so much comfort. It's just because so many compression garments are not comfortable. And when I read so much of your work, I'm so excited that this is actually a comfortable product that we can share with so many people all over the world. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We're very excited that you invited us as a, as a company, SRC Health. So yeah. Um, what, what would you like to know? So tell me a little bit uh, just about why you started SRC like just kind of what drove you to do it? And, you know, where does all this passion come um, from that you would even want to do something like this? Uh, well, SRC stands for, as you said, Support, Recovery, and Comfort. And they really were the components through my pregnancies and, and postpartum recovery period that, in my humble opinion, were missing. I, couldn't, I had a lot of pelvic girdle pain and other issues. And I couldn't find anything that was comfortable that supported me and provided me with any kind of pain relief during pregnancy. I, pelvic girdle pain is, it can be awful. And I just had the most horrible experiences with it for, throughout all three pregnancies. And as I said, I couldn't find anything. So then a number of years later, I thought about producing something that would provide support and comfort and allow people to journey through pregnancy and recover safely postpartum. And it's something that they could put on in the morning, wear 24-7, and really not know it was there, but was providing them all the support to specific anatomical areas that, that needed that support, whether you were on your pregnancy journey or your postpartum journey. And that's why the garments are so different. So that's what, that's what really drove me to develop these products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I think about fabric and material and different things mm -hmm. like that, it sounds like you kind of had a journey through this whole textile part of this too, figuring out what was the right things and how to manufacture and make it, was that a difficult part of this? Did, did you go through a lot of work to do that? That was a huge component because at the end of the day, if you don't start with the correct fabric, there's no point in going into production because you're not going to, you're not going to achieve the goal that you wanted to achieve. So we really probably put 18 months plus into developing a fabric. We tried actually to buy fabrics uh, from Italy in particular because they make beautiful fabrics. Absolutely. But there was nothing that really behaved, I suppose, in the way that we wanted it to behave because it had to have a certain amount of stretch and recovery. It had to, it had to be uh, manufactured in a particular way. Ours is a, is a knit. So, and that makes, 
makes it breathable. But then you had to add the, the right thread quality, etc., etc. So when you drill all of that down, it's actually very detailed. Long story short, we manufacture, we mill our own product. We always mill our own product. We have it independently. Each batch is independently tested and with a large number of criteria. If those criteria aren't met, then we reject the fabric and start over. It's only when those criteria, all of those criteria are met, that then the fabric goes from the mill to our specialist production factory to have it made into this, made into the garment. But production does not start until that has had the ticket of approval. So that's, that's, I guess, the, the fabric uh, production in a nutshell. Um, I think that's a part of what fascinates me. I was saying before how, you know, just the comfortability of, you know, compression garments, you know, getting them on and off, you know, actually having them have a wearer cycle. You know, I was looking at a lot of the data research you did and a lot of people, you know, you know, they got really better benefits as they moved along four to six weeks, et cetera. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, some people will start with a garment and then they just kind of lose, they don't really understand actually that it gets better and better the longer you're using it. So tell me, like, if I have a pregnant mom, like, what would be a time frame that it would be nice for her to maybe have like the pregnancy shorts or, you know, like even the long leg garment, whether it came up over the belly or underneath, like, tell me time frames, what you look at. Realistically, any pregnant woman who's 12 weeks or beyond can wear any of the pregnancy garments safely and they can wear them 24 seven. So, cause some women suffer more in bed, like turning over, hip pain, etc. Others suffer more if, if they're in a job that whereby they have to stand a lot. So, you know, nurses, physicians, hairdressers, you know, all of those. All of the right. professions whereby people have to stand for long periods of time. Um, they, they, anybody from 12 weeks on can wear the garment. You don't actually have to be in pain to wear the garment. You can wear it just for posture control. Because okay. it reminds you, it reminds your muscles to be active. Because active. that's what the paneling does. And we can go into that a little later. <laughs> but it reminds your muscles to be active and that's what supports underlying joints, but it helps with posture. So essentially you don't have to have a condition like pelvic girdle pain, vulvar varicosities, et cetera, et cetera, to, to wear the garment. You can wear the garment just as a support garment and it's not going to deactivate or harm you in any particular way. It's going to promote strength because of how it's constructed. I think that's one thing that people get confused with, with this type of compression garment too, is they don't realize that it's actually supporting the system and not taking away from the system. It's actually giving the system input. It's almost like, you know, you know, being in a pool of water, you know, like you get that support, right? And so you feel like, oh, it unloads the tissue. And that's the way I look at compression garments, you know, when they're the right kind of compression garment and they're fit right. and and yeah. all of that, it, it's such a powerful tool, I think, that people don't realize, like, it's life-changing to have that kind of support. And especially it looks like in a lot of the data that I've seen, especially when you're looking, you know, second, third, fourth baby, like, the more you and I move along in our pregnancies, maybe in that first pregnancy, you know, a lot of people maybe didn't need that. And now they really definitely need that. Do you see that as well? You tend, to, what we tend to see is that First uh, time pregnancy, if they're going to develop issues like pelvic girdle pain, low back pain, it will generally start at around 25, 27 weeks. But subsequent pregnancy, it'll start from 12 to 16 weeks. And that really motivates them to, some women will not buy the garment first time round, mm -hmm. but pain, of course, is a huge driver. So if they have pain between 12 and 16 weeks, they think I have got to do something about this because I'm not delivering this baby for multiple weeks to come. In fact, 
multiple months to come. And then that you get the comments and the, and the reviews saying, oh gosh, I wish I had bought this in my first pregnancy. <laughs> I, I 100% agree because I feel like earlier is better. You're giving a lot of information to tissue and it needs the support and needs that help. So talk a little bit about, because you know, a lot of times when we look at compression garment use out of the oncology world is part of where I come out of is that, you know, we don't do 24-7 unless there, you know, some really gross abnormalities happening. Why 24-7 with this? Be, what, be, because it's safe, it's got a medical grade one level of continuous compression okay. that's not going to deactivate your muscle. It provides you with this proprioceptive, this gentle proprioceptive feedback loop. So when you apply a gentle force to the skin and the underlying tissues, that then provides you, provides the garment the same feedback. So you have this loop effect. And that's why, that's why it works. But if you increase the compression to a grade two or a grade three, of course, your underlying tissues will tire and they won't be able to fire against the garment. It's a bit like the difference between our garment and shapewear. Shapewear is generally a grade three level of compression that women will wear for short periods of time right. or should wear if they want to wear it only for a short period of time. Whereas right. this is a garment that provides you with a grade one level of compression and it's safe to use 24 seven. And so it promotes strength. When you look at level one, like, I mean, I always look at it like millimeters of mercury pressure. Yeah. Like, where is that in that neighborhood? Just to give us an idea. Well, of course you can't measure it on the trunk, but if you're, if you're referring to, to the leg. Yeah. Like in the thigh, it would be five to eight. And oh, okay. So nine to 12, 16, depending on, of course. And that's variable because of the, the circumference of, of someone's thigh and someone's calf. Okay. Yeah. No, but I generally speaking, that. generally speaking, but of course it can't be measured on the trunk. Right. And, and now, you know, you kind of brought up some of the paneling before. Talk about the paneling piece because this fascinates me as well. So the paneling is really complicated. And um, I guess it, it was a, a different concept and a, it was a very different concept. So what we wanted to achieve was for that woman never to lose compression during motion. So by having anatomical panels and each panel, say for instance, in the pregnancy garment, each panel has three layers. So it's got the outer layer of the shell and it's got two layers of the lining, which is an open hole mesh lining, which is also a compression fabric. But each of those layers is cut on a different plane. And then they're put together. So that, as you can imagine, is incredibly tedious and time consuming in the factory setting. So it takes a long time to construct this garment properly because you have three layers that each layer is cut on a different plane. Then that is flatlock stitched to another three layers, to another three layers to produce a garment that is really functional, but yet really comfortable. Yeah. And, and the I legs, yeah. sorry, the legs have graduated compression. Uh, so if you suffer with varicose veins or you have mild lymphedema or swelling, it will encourage really fantastic venous return. Mm, I love it. I love that you're saying all this because I think people need to understand how special this garment is because it is so driven from an anatomical perspective. Yeah. And it's actually going to move with you. That's sort of the way yeah. I, what I hear you saying. And I think that's a completely different idea than shapewear or some oh. of this other where you're just compressing something so rigidly and that no wonder people can't wear it for pieces of time and i think that's why a lot of times people aren't 
you know, buying things because they think that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to put on this shapewear. Oh, I have some of that at home. And I'm like, no, that's not that's not what we're looking at. That's not what we should be wearing. And no, I don't want you to have something that's that aggressive and that, you know what I mean, restrictive. That's not the point of it. So when you do, go ahead. Also, the garments, all our garments have a unique gusset piece. And that sits right up into the perineum. That applies compression to the entire perineal area. It doesn't have a central seam. It has seams at each side and the, the panel is, sits high into the perineum. So it applies compression to the perineum, which then of course helps activate your pelvic floor muscle through a proprioceptive feedback loop via the vaginal wall. So during pregnancy, you want to keep your pelvic floor, your back, and your core as stable as possible. So how the pregnancy garment is constructed, it's got the panel at the front that it sits under the pregnancy. It's got the big rectangular panel at the back that covers your sacroiliac joint and also your lower back. And then it's got the gusset panel that supports underneath. So you have, it's it kind of like, I don't know what you call it, a superhero cape, I don't know what you call it. That is, that's a good name for it, actually. <laughs> it just, that supports the whole of your pelvic girdle because women think their abdomen carries the baby when in fact it's your pelvis. Mm -hmm. And that does all the work. Yes, of course, your abdominal muscles separate, but we'll get to that with the recovery garment. But you want to make sure that your pelvic, the whole of your pelvic girdle and your pelvic floor is as supported as possible without creating any damage or weakness. And women who suffer with prolapse or have had prolapse from a previous pregnancy, they love the pregnancy garment because they put it on and the support to the perineum and it takes away that feeling of pressure down there completely as long as the garment is in contact with that perineal area it will help with symptoms of prolapse i love it so okay so do people are they wearing their skivvies with this their underwear with this or it goes right to the tissue let's talk about that you can wear underwear with it for sure no problem at all we encourage you to wear underwear with it so that you don't have to change it every day generally we ask you to wash it every few days every couple of days depending but generally speaking women will wear underwear with this so talk to me a little bit about the breathability of of this because you know there is some you know discussion in the world about you know some of this stuff that's too tight or maybe doesn't have very good breathability it's not good for the floor or good for the tissue of the floor so tell me about your breathability why is that special or or how did you do that to make it such a you know, important part for women, because if they're wearing them daily, they need to have something or even 24 hours a day. We want to make sure it's breathable. Why is that important? And how did you come up with that? That's all in the knit. It's how the fabric is knitted that allows it to be breathable. So the shell fabric is, is knitted. The lining is an open hole mesh. So you get constant airflow all the time. So this is not going to cause you to develop thrush. Some women will say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to develop, you know, a thrush because of wearing this garment. You're not going to develop thrush. What will give you thrush is if you're wearing a panty liner continuously because of discharge during pregnancy. Obviously, that's increased during pregnancy and you know, someone would really dislike it. Well, it's, it's, it's a normal part of pregnancy, but the garment will not cause you to develop thrush. Wearing panty liners, protect your underwear, will. You'd agree with that, Cherie? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, and the reason I'm asking is because I want people to understand that this has a breathability to it. 
And that is why it's okay. And that is why, like, sometimes, you know, I'll have women, you know, who, you know, one of my providers and I talk about it a lot, you know, women who, you know, she's OBGYN and if they wear, you know, like even, you know, Spanx or like, you know, some of these even really tight yoga pants, like all the time they have more propensity for UTIs and all of these things. But a lot of it is, you know, you're sweating in the fabric, right? It's not breathable. You know, then they run to the market and they go to do this area and that area. And then they're kind of sitting in all of that, you know, for too long. And so we kind of tell people like, if it's not a breathable fabric, it's really probably not going to work for you to have something like that. That's why I think things of this nature that you, you know, your product is so important and valuable because it has, the, you know, this comfortability to it. It has this breathable component. It's got these panels, which I want to circle back to a little bit because I just wanted you to review with me just the way the panel, like, because you kind of talked about the bottom part, the back part. Review the three sections again, because I think that's important for people to hear. Okay. If you're looking at and I guess people can go to our website, srchealth.com, and they can look up the pregnancy garment and they'll be able to really see the panels very easily on there because there's a lot of diagrams, there's videos, et cetera, et cetera. So the front panel that sits under the, the pregnant tummy is gallop and it's in triplicate. Then underneath that, you've got the gusset panel that again, does not have a center seam so that it can maintain constant compression to that perineal area. Then the back panel is a large okay. rectangular panel that basically covers your lumbosacrum and your sacroiliac joints because they're the main areas that, you know, tend to have difficulty carrying your, your child. If you opt to, to, to buy or choose the legging, then the leggings have graduated compression and they're so out, there. Out of all of them, you know, like do a lot of your moms just do the shorts? Are they doing kind of the longer leg? What do you find kind of is your biggest selling one? And I know, of course, different ones for different things, but overall, what do you see? And look, a number of women will buy the mini and the legging or the short and the legging. So women with big thighs will tend to buy the short. Women who live in colder climates will tend to buy the legging, but they will couple it either with the short or the mini to sleep in. Okay. Because it's easier to sleep in the mini. But it's also, you know, climate. If you live in a very hot, humid climate, a lot of women will opt for the short or the mini over the legging, especially if they don't have issues, you know, with varicose veins or swelling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say somebody does have a varicosity and like, and it's sitting on one side, do you kind of suggest them to have the full leg? Do you feel like that works a little bit better? It will work better because you will get better venous return. But if they don't want to, if, if say, for instance, they've got, a varicose vein on their thigh, um, then the short will work equally well. Okay. Okay. But if it's kind of going down longer, then you're suggesting kind of the whole legging piece and then, if okay. Yeah. If it's crossing the knee, okay. then you, you should they really the consider wearing the legging over any other garment. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, you know, help people understand too, like, you know, with that, you know, varicose vein that sometimes people get right in the pelvic floor. Both of varicosities. What what a joy they are. What a joy. I I was lucky enough. I was so lucky to develop those with my second and third child. Oh, yay. No wonder you started this business. I love it. (laughs) Oh, I had, I had the, you know, the pregnancies from hell. I hated being pregnant. I definitely detested it. Okay, so is this why we get into all this work? Because we already had all these things, right? <laughs> well, because I couldn't, I, I was just, I was constantly moaning and whinging and groaning about all of this 
ailments. And yeah. I mean, I think my husband thought of a lunatic until, <laughs> until I might add, he developed, you know, a prolapse disc a couple of years ago and he was in constant pain. And I, I said to him, well, now you have some kind of understanding of what I went through for seven months. Exactly. And he went, oh, and I, I'm thinking, well, they weren't, you know, you weren't overly sympathetic at the time. So don't accept, don't expect any sympathy to me with your slip disc. You gotta love it. Which reminds me, okay, I know we've been talking about a lot of women utilizing this project, uh, the, this product, but now... Let's talk about like men using it. We see a lot of men, right? Like after prostate cancer with other kinds of oncology issues with, I mean, I, I have men who, you know, strain the pelvic floor with different activities, have all kinds. Talk to us about men's use of this. We don't really have a men's range. We used to have a men's range, but we didn't really focus on it. So when you don't focus on something, it doesn't sell that well. I mean, there is still, still some available on our website, but it's def, it's very limited. We have the restore garment, which was designed really for incontinence and prolapse. And it's got that unique gusset piece with the three layers, et cetera. And that, you know, significantly helps. But some women, if they're having a hernia repair. So for instance, an inguinal hernia repair, they can wear that garment successfully or a vaginal hysterectomy or an abdominal hysterectomy where the wound is below the umbilicus. They can successfully wear the restore garment for those surgeries. But men can also wear that garment, even though it's not really specifically designed for them, but they can definitely, they could definitely wear it with success. For for inguinal, yeah, inguinal hernia repairs. And do they have this that whole idea of that cape in that whole area? It's the same idea, right, with that restore garment, or is that different? It's the paneling is slightly different. It's got okay. it's a waist high garment, and okay. it's got a double layer at the front and a double layer at the back, but a triple layer in the gusset piece. Okay, so. Okay. Depending on the condition that you're treating, the paneling of the garment will be unique. Okay. So the yeah, recovery no. garment, for instance, postpartum is completely different to the pregnancy garment and somewhat to the restore garment because you've got to target specific anatomical areas to get the re desired result. So tell us about the recovery garment, like after baby, talk about mm -hmm. that a little bit and why we might want something like that. So the principal things that you want to treat postpartum are DRAM or separation of your abdominal muscles. You want to bring, you want to close that gap. That is one of your primary goals because as you well know, women just don't seem to get that there is a relationship between their abdomen, their back, and their pelvic floor, and their diaphragm. And those four components work together or synergistically. And if one of them is injured or weak, the others have to do part of their or all of their job. So that's going to weaken them over time. So one of your primary goals post giving birth is to bring your abdominal muscles back together, but you want to do it safely. You want to do it with a product that has a grade one level of medical compression and continuous support. So in the recovery garment, the abdominal panel comes up under your bra and it finishes basically at this, almost at the symphysis pubis because your rectus abdominis starts, you know, at the top, at the bottom of your sternum and goes right to the symphysis pubis. So you want a panel that literally covers that whole area that's applying gentle but continuous compression, reminding those muscles to remain active. And that's what brings them back together and heals that linear elbow. 
or that tissue that joins the rectus abdominis together. So you want to close that gap. The other thing is you're going to either have a cesarean delivery or a vaginal delivery, and you may well end up with stitches post or an episiotomy and stitches post a vaginal delivery. You may not. You may be lucky enough not to. But you will still, if you have a vaginal delivery, you're going to have swelling and edema there for quite a number of weeks. So you applying compression to a swollen area reduces swelling. And if you reduce swelling or the products of inflammation that cause swelling, you reduce pain because swelling will always give you pain. So applying compression to a wound pushes the products of inflammation from that wound back into the central system, which then also has a nice loop because then that tissue gets increased blood supply. So by pushing the products of inflammation out of that wound back into the central system, you're encouraging nice, rich, new blood supply to that area, which of course brings nutrition and with nutrition to that wound, you get healing. It's exactly the same concept in that perineal area. Mm -hmm. So they're your principal things. So, you know, say somebody had, you know, a rough labor and delivery and, you know, they're still bleeding a lot. Mm -hmm. Like how early on are you kind of saying, hey, this might be something helpful for you? Are you thinking, you know, day three? Are you thinking right afterwards? What have you seen? Well, we encourage women to get into the garment as soon as possible. So, you know, you're going to get a number of women who get into it post, you know, day one post C-section because getting in and out of bed, sitting up in bed can be excruciating because of that wound, that, that, that new wound. You're also going to kind of protect yourself. So you're going to shallow breathe. We want women to be able to sit up with comfort and to deep breathe. So fill their lungs have that really great gaseous exchange and not shallow breathe and, and hold all that carbon dioxide. We want them to be able to breathe normally. If they're pain-free because there's beautiful compression on that wound, they're going to get in and out of bed more easily. They're going to mobilize more easily. And of course, mobility, increased mobility reduces the risk of any kind of DVT. Yes, you're going to have clexane, you're going to have all of those things, to uh, prevent or reduce the risk of DVT, but mobilization is the key here. Plus, you've got to take care of that baby. You've got to feed the baby. You've got to bath the baby. You've got to, you know, breastfeed the baby. You've got to, you know, bottle feed the baby, however you choose to feed. But you're expected to take care of this little person after you've had major abdominal surgery. And it's still, I don't know about in the U.S., but it's still considered okay to have a cesarean section and be up and about and caring for your baby. Whereas if you had a laparotomy, um, you know, people wouldn't expect you to do that. And that just, I don't know, that kind of baffles me really because it's the same surgery. It's going through every muscle layer to get to the uterus opens up the uterus, takes the baby out, and then sutures every single thing and every single layer all the way back up to the skin. Tell me that's not major abdominal surgery. Major abdominal surgery is exactly right. <laughs> I know. And then we're like, okay, now you're going to breastfeed and now you're going to just run around like you, yeah, like you never had a baby. I know. And I think this is, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to talk to you because I think we kind of have this mis, you know, conception about like, oh, like, you know, that's why part of yours is restore, right? Like, you know, oh, we're just supposed to hurry up, but we need things that help us restore tissue. We need <laughs> things that help us move forward. And, you know, medical modalities are for a reason, right? And to help us have a higher quality of life, you know, you know, sooner maybe, but at the same time, but just help us feel better. So that we can, you know, so our milk can come in and we can have yeah. a better experience lifting our baby up and carrying them and moving around and, and all of that. 
So can you just tell me too, like one story about maybe somebody that just loved your product and so we can understand like where all your passion comes from? Because this is definitely an amazing product that I don't see out there in the world as much as I would like to see it out there in the world because I really think it's an important piece for us. So give us one of your stories of somebody who just made your heart be like, okay, this is why I get up every day. I mean, there are so many stories, but I think the one that just really touched my heart was when we were developing the Restore Garment for stress urinary incontinence and prolapse, uterine and bladder prolapse. We trialed the garment first in the stress urinary incontinence population. And there was this lady in Tasmania who was in the study and she wrote a review post this whole trial. And it just, my, my heart went out to this woman. Her, her life was completely governed by her stress urinary incontinence. She lived in Tasmania, which is an island off the south coast of Australia, a big island. And she lived in the northwest, so rural. Her Eurogyne was in Hobart, about three hours drive from her. Every time she went to visit her Eurogyne, she had to start preparing the day before. She wouldn't drink anything after lunch, the day before the appointment. And she would not drink anything until she came back from that appointment the following afternoon. Can you imagine? It was like, I don't know, 28, 30 hours sometimes. And she wouldn't drink anything. She had all of these stops along the way. And every time she'd get to a stop, you know, her, the pad and her underwear sometimes might be wet because she didn't quite make it. And she wouldn't go out with her friends because she didn't know, oh, is, am I going to be able to get to the bathroom easily there? So she, she was always making excuses about why she couldn't go. So her life, she was housebound because, well, one, she chose to be, but she felt that she couldn't, she couldn't rely on whether there was going to be a bathroom close enough to where they were sitting. It was terrible. Anyway, long story short, after a number of weeks of wearing the Restore garment, this lady, she was able to go and see her Eurogyne. She was able to get up, have coffee in the morning, drive three hours to the appointment. She certainly stopped, but if she felt, she also had urge incontinence. So if she felt the urge to go, she said she could hold on until she got to the stop, until she got to her bathroom stop. This completely changed her life. And that was probably one of the stories for me that I just, I never really understood because I, I, fortunately, I don't suffer with stress urinary incontinence or prolapse. But there, there's something. So this is so common, much more common than, than we really talk about. And yes, it's being talked about more and more. Approximately 47% of women suffer with some form of incontinence. Mm -hmm. I mean, alone, isn't that a frightening number? A hundred percent. And I think in the U.S., one of the biggest reasons that women actually are put in a nursing home or a facility is because they are incontinent. So we need to turn this around. And I, I think I was fascinated just with the study that I read on your website, just about, you know, these, that supportive system and how much feedback it gave, because, you know, it's unlike a shaper that's like smashing you to death, right? It's actually just providing support. And I think that's what people need to really understand is that it's the information and the feedback loop that we're yeah. feeding with this type of compression. This is not, you know, just general compression that we're wearing that might be so strong it's irritating or like we can't even breathe when we're wearing this. <laughs> well, you shouldn't really know that this is on um, because if you're going to know it's on and you're really conscious of it, it's going to annoy you. We wanted to create a garment 
that was comfortable 24-7. You almost don't know it's on. Sometimes, you know, when we fit women with the pregnancy garment, oh, I can't feel it. It's not, it doesn't feel tight. And I'm going, you know what? That's perfect. That's exactly what I want you to feel. But give it a couple of hours and your pain is going to go from here to here. Mm-hmm. Right. And they go, really? And I go, really? And you know what? If the garment, for whatever reason, doesn't do for you what you expected it to do, we have a 100% money back guarantee. So tell me about like this fitting, because, you know, like if someone in the U.S. is going to buy them and they're going to buy them online, like how do they go about like knowing how to do that? There, there are very clear instructions on the website. There's a video about how to measure and where to measure. It's, it's really quite simple. You need really to have somebody else measure you because especially if you're pregnant, you're not going to know where the tape is sitting. So the measuring tape needs to sit across the pubic bone and a, a, around the biggest part of your bun and it makes a perfect circle. So by default, if you put the tape over the biggest part of the bum and over the pubic bone, then you're going to get that tape in the area of the greater trochanters, which is generally the widest part of your hip. So for all of our U.S. physios listening to this, so there's a video online and it's very clear. There's great instructions so that we can all know exactly how to do it. And if you have questions, we know where to go to actually ask. <laughs> so I just want people to understand, though, it's that easy and and. So many of our moms need help to do this. They, they can't be doing this alone uh, with these garments. And I think that's where the frustration comes in many times. You know, I've had lots of moms who were like, well, I asked and nobody could tell me, like, how do I do whatever? And I don't even know which one to buy. And I don't even know which one to look at. And, you know, it's very overwhelming, you know, to just kind of tell, you know, our client, our patient, hey, this is what you need, but not helping them and facilitating them and actually finding what's right for them. And I think that's why, you know, your company is so important to us and so important to the next step of having something that's available and that actually is done in such a, you know, a good way that actually gives women actually what they need every day. So, I, I just want all of our physios listening, hey, this is a great way for you to look at it and help your moms. Don't just send them to Amazon or send them somewhere to be like, oh, hey, buy this, buy that. We, if we're actually going to spend the money for a product, let's have them have a quality product that actually is doing what we need. That's the comfortability. That's the fact that we're getting this support. It's not too much compression. It's the compression in the right areas because we got a Wonder Woman cape. And then we need to literally, we, we, we need to have that, right? Because if we don't have that, then, you know, we're just willy-nilly pushing people around. And then we think, oh, compression doesn't work. Yeah. But I, I think it's, compression doesn't work because we don't have the right compression. And I, I just want to tell you how important I feel this is for us to have this conversation because that's part of the problem. People will tell me all the time, well, I use this garment. I, I didn't do a thing. I'm like thinking, yeah. It's probably because you didn't have the right thing. So I think yeah. knowing this and understanding it is why we need this information out. Do you know what I mean? Especially in the U.S. right now, because it's just easy to hop on, you know, Amazon and buy this and buy that. So thank you for that detailed information about some of these things. And it's why I asked a lot of the detailed question, because I think it's important to realize that you know, just because somebody says they have a compression product doesn't mean that all compression is the same. So it's good no. for us to have the deeper understanding. And I, all this R&D that you did and all of this discovery and all of it, it's so important because I think, you know, having it for a POP patient and a urge and stress incontinence patient to just even get information in our, you know, prenatal and postpartum moms, it changes their lives and they can have better second and third pregnancies because they have this better support system. Well, so they've healed. They, they, they've healed properly. It's, it, but sizing is key. That We have multiple sizes. We have something like nine or ten sizes in the recovery. Wow. Shoot, which is okay. crazy. That so, is crazy. 
you know, we go from like a 3XS to a 3XL and we can do a 4XL, but they're, they're standard. They're on the shelf, 3XS to 3XL. That's a large size range. That's a huge size range. And that's why measurement is key. So don't gimp on the measurement thinking, oh, well, you know, I was a size six before I got pregnant, so I'm now a size six. Well, that might not be the case. So having somebody measure you, actually talking about all kinds of measurement and, and, and other stuff, we've just produced a new video and I'll share it with you when, when it's completely done. And it's actually a better video about measurement and in the not too distant future, it's going to be going up on, on this, on the, the website and it's, it's linked to each page. So you can view the size guide and how to measure very, very, very clearly. I, I think even more clearly, um, in the not too distant future, it's only got, it's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah. We're also that's exciting. We're also using, and of course I'm, I'm here, I, well, I digress. We're also using this educational video for, it's a new project. And I know you were going to ask about new projects and what, <laughs> what was going on in, in, in the new year, in this 2024. And we're working with a number of groups in the U.S. that educate physical therapists. And um, they're going to be exposed, depending on the lecture, to a video about each garment, depending. Well, if, obviously, it'll be, you know, the pregnancy garment and the introduction, if it's uh, pelvic girdle pain, but then about recovery, if it's a lecture on, you know, postpartum recovery, then it'll be the, the recovery garment and the restore the same, the general surgical garment, which is the rehab garment, the same. So. There, there's going to be a lot more education of physical therapists in the U.S. in 2024 about benefits of safe medical compression. The other thing I wanted to touch on was I know in the U.S. and a lot of physical therapists are still recommending binders and belts for pelvic girdle pain and for postpartum recovery. What we have found here is that it's women tend to think, and I think you'll agree with this, oh, it has to be tight to work. So when they put on that, 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 that belt for pelvic girdle pain, they yank it so tight because they think it has to be like that. So over time, if they wear it a lot, it will deactivate their muscle, but also if you imagine having something around your pelvis, what's happening to your pelvic floor? Yeah. The, it's increasing the pressure in the pelvic floor. So it's reducing the ability for, you know, the iliac vein to drain, which may encourage you to develop a vulva varicity because of the pressure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The other thing is, Postpartum, if you use a wrap and you tighten that really tight and you don't have any kind of pelvic floor perineal support, the products of inflammation and all the fluid, etc. And remember, your organs have yeah. moved around to accommodate the growing baby in the uterus. Everything's going to find its way back. So you're going to have a lot of, you know, inflammation in there, etc., etc. And the uterus has to, has to go back. So where do you think all that fluid's going to go? It's going to go, if it's not drained centrally, it's going to go into your perineum, into your cesarean wound, and down into your legs. And what that's going to do? It's going to inhibit healing. So if you choose to wear something like that, don't pull it tight because you are doing yourself more harm than good. You need to wear it properly, but women, they will pull, they will yank it so tight. It the circulation because they think, oh, I need to get my tummy back. So I need to pull it tight. 
I know a lot of our female athletes, even with their belts, with when they're heavy weightlifting, it is so tight. I go back to like, okay, hold on. You know, you, you're not supposed to have it that tight. It's not supposed to. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I think that's such a good point that we're, we don't really understand that we're backflowing all this lymphatic fluid, all this edema, all of this stuff that actually we want to get out and go north. Instead, it's getting pushed down and creating yeah. all kinds of trouble. And then in the legs, do you know what I mean as well? Because where is it going to overflow then to, you know, kind of all into that inner thigh area and all of that. So it's just not really a good idea. So I, I think this is such a better way for us to look at it is, hey, these are safer ways. They're giving containment, they're giving support, but without. So, you know, it doesn't have to be tight to work. One of the things I, I saw in one of the studies that I looked at with you, it was kind of saying that, you know, people sort of described the longer they used it, the better it felt. Is that, you know, where where do you think that comes out of? Or the, or the more, or the better their symptomology was, maybe. It depends on the garment, for starters. With, with pregnancy pain, for instance, if you're only going to wear the, if, you, if you've got like significant pelvic girdle pain or low back pain and you choose to wear the garment an hour a day, it's not going to have the desired effect. You need to wear this for at least eight, eight hours plus a day to get the benefit out of the garment. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of women will say, They'll put, they'll put the garment on and they'll think, oh, I don't really feel anything. But then when they take it off and they leave it off for a period of time, they go, oh, now I know what it does. Yeah. yeah. But with respect to the recovery garment, depending on your level of diastasis or separation, because everyone's different, you really need to wear the garment until your diastasis is healed. And that might take some women three months, some women six months. You're on your own journey. And always remember that we're all different and we all react differently. So go to your physical therapist, women's health physical therapist, have yourself assess. And if your diastasis is healed, then you should no longer need the recovery short. But if it hasn't, continue to wear it. So, I, you know, I'm just going to move a little bit because, you know, you're a business owner of this company. And so I just tell us something that you've learned that has challenged you about being the founder of this company. Oh, look, I guess the first <laughs> thing that really challenged me was the concept. This was new to market. We were first to market. We had, you know, the research the research and development of the fabric, we applied the basic rules of physics, you know, equal and opposite reaction, wanting to maintain that. There was nothing like it on the market. So initially I got a lot of kickback. It was, I was compared to, oh, you know, this is just another shapewear product and it's rubbish and you're going to deactivate muscle. So it took a long time to educate the physical therapists or physiotherapists and the key opinion leaders about the difference between shapewear and where this was coming from, the R&D, then the, you know, the studies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the results. So that, that, was, that was a huge mountain to climb. Mm -hmm. And... You know, when you understand something and you're trying to explain it to somebody and they're looking at you with this blank look on their face, like, oh, this woman's crazy. That is, it was kind of that for a number of years. And we're, we're almost starting over in the U.S. now, 17 odd years later. I know it. That was difficult. That, that, that was very difficult. How does it feel a little bit to kind of start over in a different market too? Do you feel like everything is starting over to move into a different marketplace? Or do you feel like there's something that you already know and feel so established about that it helps you start over? 
after having a 17 years of experience, I don't think there's a question that I can't answer at this stage. Uh, whereas initially, um, you know how sometimes you know it, but sometimes you can't express it well enough. Whereas 17 years of experience has provided me with a knowledge base, I guess, that allows us as a team to, to move into a new geographical area and not feel daunted by it. Does that make Good. sense? It makes a hundred percent sense. And I want to thank you for even wanting to do that and actually saying, hey, let's advance this to the next level because it's pretty exciting. But I mean, you know, it would be easy in some ways to just sort of rest on your laurels and be like, hey, like we did this thing. And, and I guess that's why I see you so passionate. I'm like, you know, there's a passion that drives a person to be like, no, 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 no. We got the next thing to do. And I feel so strongly about it. I think it's so such an important part of like, you know, when we're doing maternal care in particular, but like just for women across the board to have a better, you know, any understanding of it. I know you have a pet project called Panda that you as part of all of this, and I want you to talk about it, but I want to explain something that we see so much of uh, in the States that if you have a woman who has um, pelvic girdle pain and, you know, she has low back pain, the likelihood that she would have anxiety and depression postpartum goes way up. And I know that is part of, you know, what you're looking at with Panda. And I just want you to tell us about it because I think it's so powerful. And this is why we go to all of the links that we go to to educate our communities and teach our OBGYNs and our primary care physicians. Look, if you have a woman who's prenatal and she has these two things, like you need us to help intervene and we need to have support systems like what you are offering so that we're down-regulating that system and that system is more peaceful because if a woman has so much pain during her pregnancy, she's just way more apt afterwards to not have a good recovery. Mm -hmm. Panda, it's been around for about 30 years. It's, there are a number of volunteers that run it. I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, there are a number of volunteers. Now, I think the director uh, may well get paid, but primarily it was, it was voluntary. They have a, a helpline from Monday to Saturday, uh, I think like 9 a.m. to like 7.30 p.m. And they're, 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 they're really there to help with perinatal anxiety and depression. They, we have had association with Panda for a number of years. There isn't a box, a garment box that leaves our warehouse without the Panda pamphlet in it. Because it's something that women, um, they need to know about it in case they develop perinatal anxiety or depression, which is very easy to do. And they're there to support you anti and postnatally. It's an absolutely fantastic organization, and that's why we've been associated with them for many, many years. I really, I, when I saw that, I was uh, just so thankful because I think it's a whole puzzle piece that, you know, we don't really realize because of people having pain patterns for you know, and pregnancy is long and there's so much required, you know, of a woman if she's working and she's, you know, on her feet and, you know, she she doesn't feel good. And then all of a sudden she's going to have a baby and she still doesn't feel good. And it's a lot of pressure and knowing, you know, that, you know, that screening before and screening after, I think yeah. it's so significant when there's pain patterns. So pain is so... It's debilitating physically, but I describe it as it kind of gnaws away at your brain. It has, mm. it has the ability to just make you feel so low. Mm. And this is where Panda comes in. A hundred percent. And access, an easy access for women so that they have somebody. It is a real thing and it needs to be addressed way more consistently, you know, throughout uh, the perinatal part and postpartum, because I think 
you know, we, we, we probably just tack it up to, oh, she's tired or she's overworked. Oh, you know, all of that. And really the tracking of all of it and then having people to have an opportunity to talk to someone is really an important component. So I, I love that. I love it that it goes out in every box and that you're yeah. kind of helping educate the world about it because I think, you know, we don't talk about it enough, I think. And, you know, then I have moms say, oh, well, I tried to tell my physician about it, but, you know, they just said, you know, I'm, you're sleep deprived and, you know, you're just sore because you had a C-section this time. And, you know, yada, yada. And I think that is really stressful for women to kind of try to tell and then not be heard and not be understood. And then it goes too long. And then, you know, then oftentimes we're in trouble because it's gone too far and it's gone too long. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, women, women all around the world, there's no reason why they can't hook up to Panda. Because there's a lot of resources online. There's, they also educate uh, healthcare professionals. They have a whole section on their website about educating healthcare professionals with respect to, you know, perinatal anxiety and depression, which is wonderful. And, and I think it's, it's what has to happen because we need to, we have to have ways to make the access easier all over the world. Yeah. Because it's happening and we're just missing it and things are going on because we just, you know, we're not asking enough questions. There's not enough education in that. We're not helping people know if you've had this level of pain for a period of time, it affects your brain. Oh, it yeah. affects everything about your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come to green more. So let's just ask another question, just business wise, too. I just want to have you share with people, you know, so many people have been gifted with so many ideas and different things to help in our world. Like, I want you to just tell people just one thing that would help them sort of maybe that idea that's gnawing in the back of their head that they should do. Like, give them the pep talk of how, how this happened for you that you just keep doing this every day and keep moving this forward. What, what do they need? What's like something they need? to go after their dream. You said you brought something completely new to market, a completely new concept. And and was it just your grit and determination or what is it? Oh, there were some dark days, believe me. <laughs> I understand. It's true. You know, people, t people see success, but behind success is, you know, a tremendous amount of hard work. But, what I always tried to do was surround myself with good people, strong people with a really strong work ethic, like-minded people that were driven. And I think if you surround yourself with people like that, you're not going to go too far, too far wrong. But the other thing I think that's important in business is to, you know, have a small mouth and big ears. Listen, so, you know, so don't be a crocodile, you know, with a big mouth and no ears. Be the elephant with the big ears and the small mouth. And also be adaptable, adaptable to change. Never be afraid of change because change is actually good. And if you make a mistake, well, at least, you know what? You know not to do it again. But if you, ne if you don't try it, you're never going to know. So listening to the people that you work with, be adaptable and be willing to change so that everyone progresses. I got a whole new picture now with the big crocodile. I'm just going to the alligator. The you, you, want, crocodile. You, you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want crocodiles. You want elephants. It's <laughs> You know, I think as a, you know, business owner for a long time, like you are, you know, it's so, you know, change is inevitable. You can't sit still in it. You have to keep growing. You have to keep pushing forward. You got to keep pushing the envelopes. And it's kind of good to hear too, you know, that like our listening skills and picking up the way things are changing in our world, you know, maybe our women are different than they were 20 years ago, right? And we have to be able to be 
patient and listen and understand the need pattern that might be different than before. And then actually, like you said, being adaptable to move through this to understand. And I think that's why, you know, all of this is so important. You know, you you have this amazing product, but you're a founder of this and you're really a leader industry. And it's a really powerful thing for women all over the world to see that you know, you saw this hole in the marketplace. It wasn't like you just make up, made up some product. There was actually a hole or a space that needed to be taken care of. And you saw it and you did it. And it's really, it's really powerful to me because I think that's what, you know, everybody's been gifted with different things all over our country, all over our world. And for people to actually listen quietly to like, hey, you know, we're not reinventing something that doesn't need to happen. It's something that's not present that would make the lives of all of us better. And we reach out and we do that. And I think, you know, it's wonderful to have you in my space today. And it, I just feel so thankful that you followed your dreams and you looked at things so specifically, you know, for what was needed for the musculoskeletal system to make yeah. something more comfortable and breathable. And, you know, believable that we could actually utilize to make the quality of our life better. Yeah. It's an ama amazing thing. And I thank you for being on the show today. And I thank you for your time. And it's been wonderful. And as we move forward, I, you know, people were probably going to want to know, do they just go to your website? Are there going to be stores in the U.S.? Talk to me about that a little bit. We don't have any physical stores at the moment, but we have a large number of physical therapists that prescribe the product on a daily basis. They tend not to hold stock. They, they're what we call affiliates. So if there's any physical therapists out there that would like to be associated with SRC Health and become an affiliate in the US or other internationals, then just send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram or email us at info at srchealth.com and we'll get straight back to our international educator. Raylene will, will help you and to, to get you set up and train you, et cetera, et cetera. We also have a number of practitioners, you know, obstetricians and physical therapists that are referrals. They don't want to be an affiliate. They, they prefer to be a referrer, so they'll refer people to the website, et cetera, et cetera. Great. Thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to seeing all your growth in the U.S. And I know it's going to happen. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much, Cherie. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so 